Blog Talk Radio. Fight against justice. The fight for justice against corruption is never easy. It never has been and it never will be. It exacts a toll on ourselves, our families, our friends, and especially our children. In the end, I believe, as in my case, the price we pay is well worth holding on to our integrity. Frank Serpico. Well, most of us are listening. Most of us are uh, doing what we're doing. Most of us have our ears tuned in just because this type of philosophy resonates and rings a bell more as each second goes by. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host with Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB-FM. It's Tuesday evening. It's March 30th, 2021. If you are live streaming, I'd like to remind you that the archive will be available from the same, uh, from the same link that you're listening on right now okay so the archive if you want to share it listen to it again uh, if you get distracted hey it's you know these shows are memorialized so I want to encourage everybody to take a look at Marty Oakley's ppjg.me and see uh, all the uh, show hosts that she has all the topics um, on the kinds of uh, subjects and topics, they just all have to do with, you know, public corruption uh, and and, and uh, things that involve public corruption. Uh, Marty can give a quick brief on that, but we've got an unbelievable uh, show ahead of us tonight, and uh, we'd like to make you a part of it. If you have any comments or questions, um, give a call. Let us get started. But to 917-388-4520 and press the number 1. 917-388-4520. Press the number 1. If you don't know where to find that link and uh, and these posts and whatnot and, and uh, these show reminders um, and more that I, I just brought up uh, besides Marty's page, you know, you might want to check out Journeys to Justice, I share the shows on there. And you'll see also it's Journeys to Justice, uh, Inc., okay? So it's a nonprofit. So it's it's a Facebook page, okay? It's a Facebook group. And um, there are all kinds of shares there of various story, various subjects of interest, but also, you know, where I, I share this show as well as Be a Voice Radio Doc. You can find, that's a, that Marty started, um, you can find some uh, 
a, a bunch of shares on there too for, for various shows. All right, if you're in Oklahoma, um, keep checking out Injustice and Oklahoma Exposed Facebook page. Um, and uh, also I have an overall Tanya Talks, uh, well, views, news, and interviews, okay? To get myself out of hot water, all right, because I think views is a very important thing um, that we need to keep in mind that that is what we share is views. Well, our views, uh, what you hear typically on mainstream media anyways, um, it is not um, necessarily scrutinized. It's, it's a directive that seems to be handed over um, from, you know, uh, from the government, um, everybody that's in bed together. And so we would like to talk today um, about uh, some of that, as, as we seem to qu- quite a bit. Uh, we have Melissa Hurry with us again tonight, and I'm just so grateful, and as I know many of you are, that know uh, what she has to bring to the table. She's working do- directly with uh, legislation. And you know what? Just I was thinking, I said, to, I said to Melissa, I said, what do you think would be a catchy, you know, phrase, you know, uh, just because we do want to talk about legislation with you today as well as uh, another subject, of course, too. Um, but anything that goes through legislation, any bill that, that's passed, it's got to be through, it has to meet the, the prongs of due process, doesn't it? And isn't it a fact that so often bills are brought forward to try to enlist due process? Geez, is that odd? It's not kind of odd because we're supposed to have it anyways. And then sometimes bills are brought forward to actually uh, pervert due process. So, and any, anything that goes through like that, we have to remember, it's not constitutional. So I don't really care what's in writing. Do you? If it's bullying, if it's breaking through and, 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 uh, and heisting our human rights, our, our, our God-given rights, but great United States of America, we do happen to have the United States Constitution and a Bill of Rights. So, to remember, that is what we must be guided by in, in that world and how we function policy-wise. Morally-wise, well, it's kind of a, you know, that's kind of like, you know, just be a good person, you know, um, do one to others. Uh, but we have some interesting things to talk about tonight. Some of it's going to get feisty. I don't think it's going to get feisty um, as far as towards each other, but it's going to get feisty because guess what? That's how darn feisty and passionate we are about these things. So Marty Oakley, Stephen Burke, and I, and Melissa, of course, is invited as well. I shared I shared uh, a significant little 20-minute video with her the other day. Curious to see what she has to say about it, but but uh, for sure, you're going to hear from Marty Oakley, Stephen Burke, and myself, and we are going to talk a little bit about, <laughs> we're talking about the mask and the shot. I know I said the word vaccination, but it's really not a vaccination, okay? It does not meet the criteria 
um, uh, uh, to be called a vaccination. And I pray to God that it really never does because it shouldn't, as well as there's a couple others that shouldn't. That does not mean that some vaccinations are not good. We'll get into that later. But um, Marty Oakley, Marty, would you like to give us um, a, 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 a hello and, uh, and and let us know what you're doing on some of the other shows? Marty, did you fall asleep during my long? Hello? Can anybody hear me? And I thought I was doing so well. Hello? Hello? Stephen, do you hear me? Tanya? Tanya? Yes. Yeah, yeah what, what happened? happened there? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Hang on a Hello? Tanya? Tanya? Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm here. Okay, Melissa is, yeah, Melissa is on. What's going on here? We're losing audio. I don't know. Yes. Okay, well, Melissa is on with you. Hi, Tanya. Okay. Hi there. Melissa, were you able to hear? I could hear you, but um, I, I couldn't, when I was speaking, you couldn't hear me, so. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And, all right, but, um, all right. So at, at least we, um, our listeners are here, and um, they can be hearing, and I'm just glad I can hear you now. I'm glad I can hear Marty. And do we have Stephen Burke with us? Yes, you do. You want him live? Okay. Well, um, hey, Stephen, we'll we're going to be doing, um, we're going to talk with Melissa for a while. But first, I, I just want, and then uh, we're going to move on to, um, to us three uh, Three, uh, what do you want to call us? I don't know. Maybe troublemakers, but I say no. <laughs> um, but, Marty, I'd like you to share a little bit, please, first, what you do um, with your other shows. And then I'd like uh, Stephen Burke to just come on and talk about his Saturday shows so that others in the, in the listening area can tune into his Saturday shows. And we're going to talk with Melissa for a while. <laughs> and then we're going to okay. wrap up the show with our talk. Is that okay with everybody? Okay. Marty, what's going on with your shows? Uh, too much. I'm too old and I'm too busy. <laughs> I know, <laughs> this because you've been gotten... in D.C. Are you back yet? Say, uh, yeah, we finally got back. And okay, um, But we cover hospice, murder by hospice, uh, whistleblower shows for the Whistleblower Summit. Um, we cover constitutional law and things like that on Monday night. We have two nights a week that you're on. And, oh, my goodness, uh, tomorrow night I'm going to have a young man on who has uh, been uh, – he's been a fan of Britney Spears for 13 years and talking about this terrible conservatorship she's under. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody feels Didn't sorry for that woman. Did she Marty? No, her, and that's uh, one of the things we were talking about. Uh, her attorney, Sam Engham, who was instrumental in the Casey Kasem case, um, has never filed to relieve her from that guardianship. And 
he's supposed to be her attorney. And, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And, but, uh, he hasn't filed for it because there's too damn much money to be made off his own sure. daughter. And she talks about she's afraid of him, and she is. And um, supposedly she's so incapacitated she needs a conservator, but she can go out and perform in front of tens of thousands of people, much to her credit. Because she's his she, robot. Yes. She has refused to perform. She will not perform as long as she's under – she quit. And um, so her. there is a huge, huge pushback from the public to get her out of this. She had some issues a few years which one of us had, yeah. hasn't. Right. <laughs> but we don't have billions of dollars. Of the, uh, uh, of the spotlight that she's under, too. Yes, yes. And uh, like I say, we don't have millions of dollars or a vast estate, so nobody's really interested in us unless they're doing business by volume, which we have some of these predators out there running doing exactly that. We got that one up there in Detroit that has 1,700 wards, every one of them on Social Security and or VA and or railroad pensions. And she's regularly on Caribbean cruises and hanging out with her girlfriend and getting tattoos and they're living the good life. And she yeah. snatches these people, kidnaps them, puts them in one of her residential homes that's never been inspected and stores them there, shorts them on heat and food, um, gives them $44 a month out of their own money. And that's all they get for spending money. And here two years ago, one of her homes caught fire and five of her wards burned to death and nobody did a freaking thing about it nothing she was never charged i tell you i just watched a documentary i'm trying to remember the name of it um on netflix about it a friend about um this woman who had um oh gosh i I think that you would know the name of it i'm just trying to think it's called it's called i care a lot it's a movie and it's based on uh, it's a fictionalized account of multiple cases. It's always the same process, just the names and the players change. But anytime you go into probate court, it's a tribunal. It's not governed by the law. They run by statute and code. That's why they set them up as a tribunal. And you see the same ministerial clerk who calls himself a judge, which he is not. And the same attorneys, the same guardians, the same doctors, oh, the it, same it, social services. Yes, it's a racket. It is a racket, and they it, run it, it, people it through. Mm-hmm. And they don't um, have to the follow the rules of evidence. She did file a petition, by the way. She filed a few days ago, I guess, last week, <laughs> requesting yeah. for her father to resign. That's but what see, I'm thinking. to resign, awesome. but see, Ingham did not sign, did not, <laughs> she wanted her father to resign, but that is not the same as uh, petitioning to be out of the guard, uh, conservatorship. It's not the same thing. So, But anyway, I've taken up too much of your time. Go on with your show. Talk to you later. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Stephen Burke. Stephen, can you talk just for a few minutes and let our listeners know uh, about your show? So Stephen Burke is in Oklahoma, 89.9 KLRB FM, Lighthouse Christian Radio. He has taken to Saturdays. To um, to uh, basically just have dialogue and 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 just oh, this is what's going on in the world, folks. You know whether you want to hear it or not. If you're listening, you're going to hear it. 
Can you talk about some of the things and also your range that you reach so that uh, those who are listening in tonight, if they're in the area, if they did not know this, and I hope that some at some point, you know, we can get you on a stream or something where you're, uh, because you're amazing, but I, I hope we can get you out there so that you can be heard nationwide. Can you talk a little bit about your Saturdays, uh, Stephen Burke? Stephen Burke, by the way, is uh, the producer at the nonprofit. Okay, don't really know where to start, but on Saturday we just get on here at noon and talk about just about anything that's going on in the world, primarily exposing the crooks and telling the truth instead of all the communist propaganda that you hear on the fake news on the mainstream media. We're about fed up with that. Got so fed up with it, we decided we was going to start telling off on them. And so we get on there and do the news starting about noon on Saturday. And it usually takes a while because I'm saving stories every day the whole whole week long. And then I play some video clips of things from doctors or various news stories or Things going on around the world, exposing the virus scam and whatever else we can uh, expose. You know, it don't so, matter so, if it's. Uh, go ahead. It don't matter what the subject is if they're if they're lying about it, and I find out the truth, I'm gonna tell it. And you are really a student, and have been for many, many decades of uh, our Constitution. Correct? Oh, yeah, I've been I've been studying all this uh, communism and all that stuff that's been going on in our government since I was a teenager. Okay, yeah. So I'm excited about, um, you know, the second part of our show with you and Marty, and we can talk about these things. We'll have to get James Freed on with us, too. I, I think that will make for a nice roundtable. Um, it's, it's been too long. So, okay, um, back to Melissa Hurry. Melissa, can you please introduce yourself, and let's get to this, because there's plenty to talk about, um, including, you know, the, 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 the state bill in Oklahoma that went nowhere um, that was voted on yesterday. But let's let our listeners know just who you are. Hi. Well, my name is Melissa, and I am a paralegal specialist at the Office of State Ethics in the state of Connecticut. Um, so we deal with uh, regulation of lobbyists and politicians, public officials and other state employees. So I have learned a lot about the legislative process through that position. Um, before that, I worked for a criminal law attorney for 17 years. So I kind of got to see what needs to be changed, and now I'm for kind of getting years. to see how to change it. Yes, yes, ma'am. Gee, so why did I, I have about uh, 23 years in the legal field, and okay. I'm finishing up my master's in criminal justice right now at um, Central Connecticut State University. And, and we first met uh, regarding, uh, you know, we were uh, we were talking about the ethics oversight committees, and it was just a huge mm-hmm. issue, and it's very successful in some states, um, needs to be in other states and not so successful in the less transparent states. Is that an accurate summary? That's very accurate. Um, 
not to brag, but our um, office, our um, Office of State Ethics in Connecticut is kind of like a model for other states. Um, we do get other states that ask for advice from our office all the time on what we do and how we do it. We have a very transparent website. You can go to our website at any time. You can see who lobbies in the state of Connecticut. You can see how much they spend on it. Um, we have all kinds of statistics on there for people to be able to see. And it's um, it's a great website, actually. Um, I can't say enough about the people that I work with. They're great people, and I'm fortunate well, I, to be there. I grew there. up in Connecticut, so I'm glad I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear about that. And yes, my, that's my dad know. being a statesman and very much involved in the in in uh, the town of Madison. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know, I I just love hearing, you know, these good things and the transparency that that's happening there. Doesn't mean it's perfect, right? But it means that everybody's working hard. Absolutely, it's not perfect. There's always, you know, there's always reform to be done. There's quite a bit of um, criminal justice reform bills on in this legislative session. Some of them will make it, may make it through. Some of them will not. But that's how it goes. You can't give up on a bill if it doesn't make it through in one session. That's not how reform is done. You have to keep pushing. If Even if you're just a member of the public who supports that legislation, let them know you support it. Let the committees where the bill lies know you support it. Let your um, local representatives and, and senators know that you support that legislation because I've seen bills come up in two and three sessions before they pass. Would we like them to pass the first time around if we support them? Of course. But even if they don't, it doesn't mean you give up on it. Right. So we were kind of sharing uh, a, a little bit earlier, and, um, y- you know, these bills, uh, some you, you don't give up on it. And, and in order to get them back in front and center again, the language needs to be changed to uh, to a, a degree. Is that correct? In order yeah, to have them proposed again. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's oftentimes there's there's amendments made to bills. I mean, there usually is most of the time. So, I mean, here, you know, you'll have amendments sometimes through committee, sometimes through the House, sometimes through the Senate, um, and public hearings. They want to know what the public has to say. There's amendments made many times after they hear, you know, speak in public hearings and what they want to happen. Is anybody um, rightfully denied, is anybody denied their opportunity to speak in a public hearing? Or are they simply limited to the amount of time they have? There was a amount, it's, depending, there's usually a th- three minutes that you get to speak because there, there's oftentimes so many people who want to speak depending on the issue. Uh, th- there's a police accountability and transparency bill. I know I've spoken with you about that passed here in Connecticut um, last July, so it's now an act regarding police accountability. I watched that bill on the Senate floor till 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> There's bills now, that have gone 24 hours. Uh, there's hearings that have on, gone 24 hours. Let's stick on hours. that one right now. Let's stick on mm-hmm. that one right now because I want our listeners to know that this is possible. Because there's a lot of wonderful, you know, police officers out there. Don't get me wrong. There, don't get yes. us wrong. And they're fine with police accountability. They're they're fine with it. Okay. Uh, they they hope that um, their their state uh, supports them and what they do, right? <laughs> you know, but but the result of this police accountability is they did away with 
qualified immunity. Is that correct? And that was one of the big parts of the bill. The act is actually 46 pages long. The bill itself was originally, I think, over 70 pages. But one of the main things that came out of this was, yes, doing away with police, with uh, qualified immunity. And even here in Connecticut, being a very liberal state, there was uh, a lot of resistance to that. But the act still passed. And, and it still passed. It, so, mm-hmm. it did, yes. so why can't we use that language and bring it to prosecutor, uh, prosecutorial immunity, why, you know, uh, and doing away with that, which it, it, according to our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, we can't have it anyways, and this is what I mean about legislation, um, and, and as well as judicial and any other form of government that is overstepping the rights of the people. Well, that would be the goal. Connecticut is a, a unique state. I believe it's only one of three that does not elect their prosecutors. They are appointed. They are hired and appoint, they're appointed. Um, I believe it's the hmm. Criminal Justice Commission that, that does the hiring. I know it is of the chief state's attorney because I spoke. Um, we had a new chief state's attorney that was brought in at the end, to the end of um, 2019 to the beginning of 2020, and they had a public hearing before they hired somebody because they wanted to know from the public what they wanted to see in a chief state's attorney. And so the public got to speak. I was one of the people who did speak um, at that hearing. There's a debate on whether or not that is a good thing. Should prosecutors be elected or should they be appointed? I think here it works well that they're appointed because if you look at some other states where they're elected, the same DAs get elected over and over and over, and they probably should not be. Yeah, that's an interesting subject. That really is. There's a lot of pros and cons to that. There Holy is. There smokes. Is. Yeah, because I, I mean, I think about that, and, you know, appointed can be scary depending on if it's corrupt or not, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But and what you, they do you know, here is they we provide know that some there are plenty of special judges that are appointed. You know, it's kind of like, okay, they've, they've, uh, they've made it into the frat, they've done their, their duty, and, and now they're part of the book, Good Old Boys and Girls Club. Um, and yet, we understand how some elections can work, and I and yet I know firsthand, and I don't care if he's my brother or not. I mean, I care because I love him to death. But I have a brother who has been uh, a district attorney for probably forty years now, and who originated, who started practicing as a criminal uh, defense attorney, and then became district attorney. And, I mean, I've met a lot of people that he, you know, helped to uh, get into rehab and yet did a little jail, jail time, and it saved their lives, he said. And I, so I know he's like the good guy, and he's the longest – he had been there more – he's the longest-standing uh, district attorney in New Hampshire than, mm-hmm. than anybody. Mm-hmm. It's like I've, nobody wants to run against him. So, you, you know what I mean? Just nobody runs against him. Because he's that good and he's that, you know, neutral. <laughs> well, you do and, have good ones, that's for sure. Well, you do have good ones, but then that's scary. Um, so that's an elected official that nobody's running mm-hmm. against. But mm-hmm. then we know money talks and, 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 and elections are rigged, too, you know, where they are. Yeah. So this is yeah. quite a, a state-by-state, case-by-case, county-by-county. 
It is definitely. And I think one of the other issues, too, with electing. But it works in um, New Hampshire. In Connecticut is what you're saying. Well, it's you know, the states are different. States, you know, yeah, here yeah. And, and in, I in New that. England, we're, you know, fairly liberal states here in New England. And, and it doesn't just, it's, it's not even just a party thing. So yeah. I, I would, you know, I'd rather say progressive because open to criminal justice reform, you know, open to, to bills that change things. And there's other states that are not so much. And I feel that um, some states where DAs are elected, it motivates them to do the things that they do because they know that they need to be reelected. So if you're in a tough on crime state where people want to see that, it's always going to be that way. I, I went, how is it going to change? I mean, that's a lot oh, yeah. of my he started opinion, a drug, uh, drug task force and everything. It was mm-hmm. it started out that he was, you know, as a part time and full time, and suddenly there's these guys underneath him, and he's like, he's the guy that they turn to in New Hampshire um, to, you know, for uh, special investigations. <laughs> He'll never mm-hmm. be a judge because mm-hmm. because there's politics involved in, in in New Hampshire. You know how close it is to, you know, it's it, um, but. But um, he's the one they turn to for, you know, that fair and balanced. And I'm not, and I'm not, as much, I'm really honest to God, not referencing Fox News because I can't stand Fox <laughs> News for its flip flopping and everything else. But, um, but, but um, that's interesting. Everything really is a case by case, and there's no such thing as the general what works and what doesn't. Yeah, because no, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you pass things like accountability bills, like this police accountability bill, I mean, if if, if you're worried about qualified immunity, uh, maybe you should be worried about how you perform your in, in your in your job and your profession, because I know a lot of very good police officers who weren't really worried about doing away with qualified immunity because they know that it didn't necessarily pertain to them personally they, you know they haven't had instances no they didn't have instances of you know excessive force or brutality and and all police do not so I mean there has to be accountability and transparency that's how you get the public to trust the police and if you if the public does not trust their their police force then what can you accomplish there has to be that it's the, the public right. helps you know what I mean? Keep crime rates down. It's it's not just a crime control thing. You have to have a collaboration, I believe. So in in Oklahoma, we are talking about on Sunday night um, that there was a state uh, house, a house bill um, three thirty four uh, that was up for a vote yesterday. It didn't go anywhere. Um, and, and what they were, what was being proposed, and advocates for justice reform. Um, were um, against this. They were, you know, vote no, vote no, vote no. And so, um, in in essence, what that was, uh, that bill was to do was to attempt to roll back um, some prior, um, it was to roll back other bills that had gone through regarding um, uh, certain crimes, and that was to, and that was to, reduce the prison population okay so it looks like mm-hmm. you know well as we know and see that you know it seems like oklahoma likes to have quite a prison population marty is there somebody who'd like to come on i think i've heard a bell a couple of times 
Do we have a caller? No. No, we don't. Okay. All right. It's just being with my head. Oh, it's time to take my medication. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, the, so this is really important also to note that sometimes, you know, bills also, when they go in, they look good. People are advocating for it. And as Marty has shared many times, uh, that uh, watch out, it doesn't come out looking the same, you know, kind of like when you're pregnant and, and you're and you're going through this, okay, this gene questionnaire, like what the baby's going to come out looking like, okay? Well, all of a sudden, guess what? The dominant side wasn't so dominant, and then they came out with blue eyes instead of brown eyes. So, uh, so we have to be very careful as well with um, the bills that we think are going forward with the original language, with the original intent, and keeping an eye on those. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like we talked about before, bills get amended. But yes, you are right. You you have to if if you you know you're looking at a specific piece of legislation. Yeah, I mean they can make changes sometimes that kind of um, defeat the purpose of the bill being proposed in the first place, but you also have to um, realize that bills have to be, even even in a state like Connecticut, I mean, you still, it's still going to be a bipartisan effort. It's still going to make it through. You know what I mean? Um, both parties in the House and in, in the Senate. So um, sometimes there are amendments that are not a bad thing. It, it, you know, it will help actually push the bill through if certain amendments are made. But like you said there, you have to, watch to you know closely to see what they actually they are changing in the bill no doubt no doubt it can go both it can go both ways sure. uh, so regarding what you're working on and i just oh my gosh i'm so excited about your life and your impact on justice reform i really am i just i'm like your biggest fan okay i gotta i've gotta <laughs> tell you I'm biggest fan i'm so excited I see what you're doing, and I mean, I almost want to cry because of the things that you know I know and where your passion lies. You, what you're working on is literally saving lives. Let's share with our listeners exactly what that means. And um, regarding wrongful convictions, we've got Julius Jones, we've got uh, people that are death row, Richard Glossop. Uh, those also that have been executed not that long ago um, where we need a closer look. Yeah, we, we um, I, I mean, um, you know, I'm a big supporter of abolishing the death penalty altogether. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have it here in Connecticut. We abolished it here in 2012. And even in this state, there was some resistance to that. But it, we still did. We We still abolished it. And I don't think just because I live in Connecticut that the rest, what goes on in the rest of the country doesn't concern me. So those 17 years that I spent in criminal law, seeing so many cases in the courtroom, um, it made me realize that I think that the best change that I could try to make would be to go into policy reform. And the job that I have now, I didn't even, I didn't realize how much it was going to open my eyes to what could be done in the legislature. And, you know, some people believe everything happens for a reason. I I definitely do. 
because now that I've seen what goes on in the legislature and how um, bills are, are made into laws and how things change, I think that is the biggest impact that I could make is to try um, to go into policy reform. And, and I feel going into policy reform, I can help a lot of people because if you change laws, it helps a lot of people. It, it, it does. It, it does. And, okay, so do you feel, how do you feel about one of my opening statements? Due process. There's, there's much due process that's being denied and that people like you and me and um, advocacy groups and coalitions are looking to bring to the table that will change the suffocations that seem to be um, uh, denying the, the due process. How do we get past this um, this problem when when due process is not being adhered to to begin with? Such as, why aren't we prosecuting perjury? Well, prosecuting perjury, as in the prosecutors and DAs that allow perjury to, to be engaged in, like with the informants that, and that they use in certain cases. And, and judges. And judges, the judicial yeah. immunity. And well, is there any accountability for prosecutors or judges? What do, what do they really face? If, you know, if they're found to have engaged in um, misconduct, if they've withheld exculpatory information, if they've caused somebody to do decades, years, however many years in, in jail because of the misconduct and, and the perjury that, that they've engaged in, and even, even judges. I mean, I, I always point to prosecutors because I think that in the whole criminal justice system, it is the prosecutor, um, the position of the prosecutor we need to really look at. I mean, they are the ones who decide who is charged, what they're charged yes. with, what kind of sentence they'll get, and when they deliberately, not, not just by accident, not inadvertently, but deliberately the ones that do engage in misconduct, then there needs to be some accountability for that. And I mean, I, I think of, I know that last time we had the show on Sunday, we spoke of a couple of cases in Oklahoma where it was proven that there was um, mis- misconduct by the DA. And Correct. this David DA... Bob Macy, the legendary Bob Macy. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. we know that Macy was involved in misconduct. We know that um, half of his death row cases were overturned in 18 out of 54. There was found to be misconduct. There was misconduct claimed in others. There was was misconduct claimed in 51 of his 54 cases. It was found to be true in 18 of them. But and it was it didn't it didn't stop with him. There there were other DAs within his office, and that's another thing. When people say, "Well, you know, it wasn't Bob Macy who tried so and so's case," it didn't have to be. If he's the head DA of that office, you don't think everybody else follows suit? Because there were instances of other DAs that were under Bob Macy's thumb that were involved, and, yep. and it was proven. And there was one DA in particular we spoke about on on Sunday, Robert Bradley Miller, the Oklahoma. Um, Bar Association recommended complete disbarment. The Oklahoma Supreme Court said, no, we're just going to suspend them for 180 days. And yet you go to jail for a bogey for uh, for uh, 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 an undisclosed amount of years. 
Okay. Well, uh, Marty, are we going for uh, till 9.30 tonight or till 10? Till 9.30, you asked for 90? You, I did. I did. Yes. So, uh, Melissa, there's a lot more ahead of us, and but this is a great teaser. <laughs> right? It's a great teaser. Uh, we're going to take mm-hmm. the last 20 minutes or, or um, 19 uh, and, and, and talk about um, and we're going to talk about ah, the shot and some math. So you're welcome to join with us if you'd like. Otherwise, uh, we're on for not this Sunday evening, but the following Sunday evening, correct? This Sunday yes, is the following uh, Sunday. Easter, but the following Sunday with hopes of getting Jorge Bravo so we can wrap up, not wrap up, but so we can have all four of the lot and four cases uh, out there and go forward with more on that. Is that correct? Yes, We're absolutely. That? Uh, that's what we're shooting for, absolutely. Um, to the law and four, yes. The law <laughs> and four. A, we know that's another subject, and we definitely need to hear more about that. Okay. So uh, feel free to stay on with us. You're, you're more than welcome to. Let's go, Marty. Let's go, Stephen Burke. Uh, I shared a little documentary or a little video with you from the Freedom Idaho, I think it's called Project. Did you, did either of you have a time have the time to uh, take a look at that? Or I know that <laughs> I know that you're you've got a whole lot um, <coughs> to share about uh, that you already you know have educated me on as well uh, that's going on with these um, with the shot and and with the mouth. So you go first, one of you. Jump in. Because you don't want to get me started. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you wanted me to sp- you wanted me to speak, Tanya? I want I want you both to speak. I I mean I, I listen, I shared something um with both of you that I know that you already know about, but but we've got a doctor Ryan Cole who is a um he 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 he's got a diagnostic um, uh, pathology uh, a business, a big one, and, and there's nothing that for him to gain by sharing this information. But I, I mean, he laid out what many others have laid out. Some have been murdered for, and some are just completely suppressed in regard to uh, the, um, the the vaccination and the virus. Number okay. one, we're really not in a pandemic. Other than no. we uh, we are losing, uh, the problem is with our vitamin D deficiencies, correct? Yes. Yes. And the the thing is, um, this vaccine is not a vaccine. Nothing about, about it qualifies it to be called a vaccine. I think it was uh, AstraZeneca. I was thinking Moderna, but I think it could be. I don't know. One of these fools. Admitted, it is an operating system they are injecting into your body to make you interoperable with artificial intelligence, computer systems, your cell phone. All of your information is encoded in there. This is why they are considering a mandatory vaccine, which I still will not take. Otherwise, you can't enter into commerce. In other words, you can't go shopping, buy anything, do anything. And... You you can't go to school. You can't do anything if you don't have Try. this operating system in your body. And 
people are dying from this. Um, there are things in there that are that uh, antifreeze are made out of glycol. It, that's an antifreeze uh, element, and uh, I'm actually concerned about that. Yeah, and um, but this is a toxic load, and it, you know, here some years ago they were talking about transhumanism, which is the combination of human life with machine. And we had that doctor come out recently and say the days of being simply human, it's not enough. You have to be more. I don't know why, um, but apparently uh, you have to be able to use a USB cord on us. I figure that's where we're going. But and the, the thing is, this is not a vaccine, and the virus did not cause them to create a vaccine. This Whatever this shot is was created, and the vaccine or the virus was then sprung on us to convince us to take the shot. Uh, informed consent. You consented freely. Now, under the um, Nuremberg Code, they cannot experiment on you, but this is exactly what's going on. And when you step up and voluntarily take that vaccine, that operating system on, whatever the end result is, you cannot, you talk about qualified immunity. Yeah. You can't touch these people. You cannot. There is a site on the web called the uh, Pharma Death Clock. <laughs> Just type that into your search, and it will pull up a whole page documented with the numbers of deaths from things like chemotherapy, radiation, and all that, which, by the way, has killed 22 million people in the last 20 years. They didn't die of cancer. They died of the treatment. The people who die of opioids, the people who die from psychotropic drugs, um, the uh, neglect in hospitals, hospital-acquired infections, and it's all documented. When you look at I've what the firm, right pharmaceutical, oh yeah, pharmaceutical industry, why these people aren't in prison, I don't know. They're screaming about guns. Guns are not the problem. If somebody wants to kill you, believe me, they're going to find a way to do it, even if they don't have a gun. They're going to kill you, but I don't see us outlawing steak knives or cars or poisons or anything else. We don't we don't do that. We go after guns because and, and on that note, the Second Amendment was not erected so you could go deer and rabbit hunting. It was put in there so that you had a defense against a tyrannical government, the right to defend yourself. And this is what they're trying to take away from us, our right to defend ourselves. These and this six. all does work in unison, doesn't it, yes. Marty? It works yes. in unison because it, this is not just about yeah, – exactly. And, Stephen, I want you to chime in here, if you would, please. Um, this is not just about um, you know, getting a vaccine, having to wear a mask. This is about the, big, the bigger picture from those that want to control us. Yeah, that's, that's the, the goal. They want total control. And they want uh, access to your brain directly to your thoughts. Even Facebook's releasing stuff right now that you can wear that's going to read your thoughts and transfer them to Facebook without you even knowing it. That was in the news this last week. So they've got this technology. The military's using technology that can give you memories of stuff that you never did, or they can erase memories that you had or completely erase your brain if they want to. They can program you 
in any way that they want once they get this stuff in your body, then you're going to be their slave when they decide to take over because they're going to make you do anything they want you to do. It's all about the control, being able to program or deprogram you, erase things, store information like your banking information, your vaccine information, your medical history, everything else in your body. And it will interface with your brain and artificial intelligence. And that's what this is all about. And by the way, Marty was right. They... Bill Gates had this vaccine patented already several years ago, and I've got the patent on it. I don't have it in front of me, but I have it, and I've had it for a number of years. All this stuff Mm -hmm. we've seen on the news is hogwash and phony baloney about coming up with this vaccine so so, uh, soon. People need to check the U.S. Patent Office, and they need to find out. Interesting thing about patents is you have to tell what the – devices intended to do and you find out some interesting things about some of these and it is a and device these, and these and these uh Keyword viruses device. and these vaccines because they're all intended to do something they were modified to do something and it's in the patents and i've got 81 pages of that from the last load i've got from the u.s patent office wow what that's huge now, what yeah. do you think would happen if you shared that publicly, like on social media? Well, that's a real good question. <laughs> I know uh, Facebook killed it within a matter of minutes. I sent it to uh, one guy with the same file system that I use to upload your shows to you when I do the Thursday show here where I'm producing it, and he emailed me back immediately, and he says, is this not the kind of stuff that gets you knocked off? If somebody finds out you got it, and I said, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I just don't but you're care. you do it anyway. You know, God, God's protecting well, you know, me, just and if sharing don't protect promo, me, I guess they'll, they'll do what they want. Just showing the promo for the show tonight, I added a little graphic to it, okay? I, I add my own graphic to what Marty's link says most of the time, and... um. And it, so the thing comes up, you know, similar to what looks like the, the whole fake news thing, then do you still want to watch, do you still want to open it? Then it says, this post mentions vaccines. Then it says, yeah. originally, then it says, um, originally from blog, Marty, blog talk radio, registered more than 10 years ago, making it seem as though what we're doing tonight is old news. All right? Unbelievable. And then do you they still put want that to on forward? your show. And that was on on the promo that I showed. I added a graphic as I usually do. I think you know that. Um, I share it uh, to to this show tonight. So they're trying to just sway, even yeah. opening up. So it's like that gray thing that goes over. Unbelievable. Well, if that don't work, they'll delete the show and possibly lock your account for. A week or thirty days or whatever, and that and don't then, work. And they, you can find will... me on Telegram and whatnot. I'm not all that active, really, yeah. at all. But it's set up. It's it's need just to, it's horrifying. Need to get it on Gab because Gab will not censor it. Yep, yep. Now you're you're right because I I know that's I a, signed up for that. That's a Christian. That's a Christian-owned company, and he's just as hot on this stuff as me and you and Marty are. Okay. Okay, so, okay, so, 
you know, okay, what I've learned from this guy that I listened to, and again, this is just another source, the one that's not murdered yet, okay, or missing in action, um, this Dr. Cole, he just goes to this local, you know, it's, it's uh, Freedom in uh, Idaho, something like an, uh, um, wherever it's taking place, Idaho, and the, the information was phenomenal. And then you look it up and, and you find out what he's saying is, you know, is, is, is true there's, because there's no record against it. There's only records that are, are, are actually, you know, confirming this, this information. Well, this is all about a vitamin D deficiency. Now, I'm quoting exactly. pretty much summarizing what he said is this is an issue. You know, it, uh, okay, the darker your skin is, darker your skin is, um, the harder it is, you know, to absorb, the, to um, assimilate vitamin D. Okay, we need magnesium for that. Most of us are low on zinc. Okay, so these are things that, again, why, from the very beginning of this quote-unquote pandemic, I think the three of us, you know, in different occasions talked about why isn't this more about your immune system than it is vaccine, 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 uh, mask, exactly. mask, mask. And, well, shot, and, make no know, money and, and all this crazy stuff, and now they're bringing more and more kids into it. What's up with that? You know, the majority of our population is deficient in zinc, magnesium, and vitamin D. Well, so vitamin D and magnesium, people, about 96% of us is deficient in both of them. Correct. And, 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 and what I heard from him is that you can be running around naked, in the middle of the winter, and you're still not going to get, yeah, on a sunny day, and you're not going to get your vitamin D. Exactly. And so the vitamin this is D, great for the vitamin D. You know, and by, by the way, vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a hormone. Right. Is that correct? Uh, uh, what, what do you guys have to say about this? Uh, the, the vitamin D is the one singular thing that you need to boost your immune system, it, it's what, according to the researchers, it's going to prevent your body from having a cytokine storm. And if, you, if your body can't have a cytokine storm, it's impossible for you to die from any virus, whether it's the coronavirus or the flu or West Nile virus or, or ding or whatever. It's going mm-hmm. to stop all of them. And they don't want you to know this, but Dr. Fauci's taking 9,000 IU a day by his own admission. But that's not his message. No, he don't want you to know that because he can't make no money on that. You can buy a bottle of vitamin D for six bucks at Walmart. And when you say he cannot make money on that, how does Dr. Fauci benefit from all this? Let's go there for a few minutes. Uh, what was your question? And uh, but this is both for Marty and you. Uh, when you say because he can't make money on it, right? If we're all doing the, the thing that we can do for pennies on a dollar, right, pennies a day, uh, he can right. make money on it. So uh, where are his incentives? Well, Bill Gates said that uh, he can make ten times as much money off of vaccines as he can anything else on the face of the earth. Okay, Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates were roommates in college Dr. Fauci works for Bill Gates, and he's on Bill Gates' board of directors. Right, and that's been debunked on so many <laughs> independent fact checkers, but I don't care. 
And then you can go and, and find out that good old uh, Bill Gates is funding the United Nations and he's funding the World Health Organization and various other things. And then you, you might understand why they've become a vaccine-pushing company instead of a, a health company that they started out to be. Okay, so we've got all kinds of conflicts of interest because we've got government that's engaging in um, that's engaging in uh, patent patent people that are advisors for the government, you, you know, that are engaging in patent. Marty, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I hope that we can um, do this a whole show with this next Tuesday, if I have your guys' permission or if I have your consent that we can do a whole show on, on just this, uh, these kinds of things. I kind of I kind of really, really like this. Um, Marty, uh, what do you have to say about this? Marty, like you better not be out there smoking again. a cigarette. I need you here. <laughs> there you are. Link to Great Disappearing Act. I, I love it, but she always comes back. Okay. Well, uh, you, you know, there is a complex of interest, isn't there, because of these patents. Steven? Mask, yeah, the mask, I'm on to, I didn't hear the question because your mic, mic gets muffled sometimes, at least for I'm me. Sorry. But anyway, a mask, I want to throw this out there, though, for the people. A mask is considered a medical device. Federal law says they cannot mandate you use a medical device. And the same thing with this fake vaccine, it's classified as a medical device also. So they can't force you to take that. Okay, they might pretend they can, but they can't. That's, uh, of course, we know how they follow the law in the United States. They might throw you in a concentration camp for not doing it. But anyway, those are both uh, medical devices. And also by their own figures, the schools in places that did not require mask mandates and did not have the social distancing had way less coronavirus cases than the ones that did all of that. People need to know that that stuff's going on. Okay. Yeah, well, Marty just messaged me that she got knocked off. Um, So apparently they're really paying attention to this um, show, not to make ourselves so darn important, but obviously from the get-go, just from trying to share this show, um, we're... we're on the radar, but um, and, yeah, and that's I think why we we're done got their attention, it. and they're just looking to see what they're going to do now. I need to throw one okay. more thing out there for sure. This ivermectin, according to the doctors yeah. and the researchers, within twelve to forty-eight hours, if you take that, and it's a very cheap medicine, you're going to be a whole lot better if you've come down with some sort of a virus, whether it's coronavirus or some other virus. And if you can't get your doctor to describe it, just get on the Internet and go someplace like MyFreeDoctor.com, and there's some other ones on there also, and they will subscribe to Ivermectin to you. Okay, thank you very much. We're going to do this again next Tuesday. I've got to close out the show. Please listen. Uh, If you're within range, 89.9 KLRB FM, Lighthouse Christian Radio in Oklahoma. This Saturday at around noon time. Thank you very much, Stephen. Marty I'm Oakley, pretty sure she had you up.
for an hour and a half. I'm not positive, yep, but that's my she understanding. Did. We're, about, we're closing out, and we might be uh, coming okay, off the line right now. She got knocked off. So you're listen, at one uh, hour please, right now. You're at one yeah, hour at right hour. now, not an hour oh, and a half. Oh, good. Oh, oh my goodness. That's right, because we start at 730. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so, thank you. I believe you got another 30 minutes. Oh, you just, you know something? I did an all-nighter um, last night. I took a quick power nap for about an hour and a half uh, today. And so, wow, Melissa, I apologize if you're still there, Melissa. That's why it went so fast uh, with the time that we spent together. Um, I typically think about 7 o'clock because of our Sunday show. All right. So, yes. Um, this this Dr. Cole, he, this is amazing, um, and, and I will, let me see if I can find that uh, link for others. I will share it on, I'm going to share that link right now, because Dr. Cole does, what many other doctors, once again, have done, and um, and, and, and they have come out. They're not listening to what government, what government dictates um, that they abide by, uh, you know. And it's not because they won't listen to government; it's because they learn to actually uh, do their own research, question their professors, question, uh, uh, you know, and look deeper into science than what's just written in the textbooks. And we all need to do that with newspapers. With online publications, we all need to do that. So, um, he, uh, I, you know, we watched this guy for like 20, 25 minutes, and like you said, it's just the I- ivermectin, right? Ivermectin or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah, ivermectin. I v e r m e c t i n. Yep. Ivermectin. Yeah. Ivermectin. It's a very cheap so, drug. It works a lot, whole lot better than hydroxychloroquine. That that helped too. But the researchers are saying the ivermectin has been approved for a long time. It's used for a lot of different stuff. There's only been two cases worldwide ever known in 40 years of somebody dying from that, and that's because they had a genetic disorder already with their body. It's very safe medicine. And a lot of doctors you, prescribe you it to you, but if, the, if they want, you can get it off of the Internet. You can get it off the Internet. Yeah, and that's that's good not just for coronavirus. It works, from what I understand, for for flu virus and some other stuff, too. Right. Right. The SARS. Uh, exactly. Isn't that something else? The West Nile virus, they named that one off. Yep. And and Ding virus and Bill Gates vaccine a year or so back killed hundreds of people in the Philippines that he was using trying to vaccinate people for the Ding virus. And boy, I'll tell you what, the ones that had vaccine that got the vaccines over there, they had some major problems, let me tell you. And I know a bunch of people in the Philippines. You look on my Facebook friends list, I got about eighty friends over there. So I kind of know what's going on. And they, the, the government put a stop to Bill Gates' vaccine over there because it was killing the people. And, and as the government and other countries have put a, a stop to some of these other, you know, again, they're not vaccines. No. They're, 
basically. Well, and, and they yeah. sterilize people just like this coronavirus vaccine. They're, the researchers are saying and the doctors are saying that it's having an average of 97% sterility rate in the women after they take that vaccine. So if you want a baby, you might want to think twice about it, the only thing I can say. Well, not to mention, um, you know, what this, well, the tests, what the tests have within them, okay? Right. Well, that test is highly, extremely cancer-causing, among other things. The chemicals that they sterilized it with, and they know what they're doing. It's one of the most deadly chemicals on the face of the earth for causing cancer, and they shove it up to that membrane up in your sinus right next to your brain so it can do its work, and it's doing it. People's already dying from cancer in their brain that they're blaming on the test. Right. Right. And you know what kills me about this is, like, there are kids, okay, so maybe they're young adults, all right, these these young men and women in college that unless they take these tests once a week or twice a week if you're an athlete, they are be in college. I wouldn't be taking them. I'm not mandated I'd, I'd by quit. the government, but it was required. Myself, I quit the job first because it's going to be it's going to be a death sentence in my opinion. That's what I think about it, and I've got good cause to think about that because I've did hundreds of hours of research on these tests and these vaccines and so-called and everything else to do with it, the nanobots and the everything yeah. else nanoparticles they are there, there's all kinds of stuff in that the luciferase it's got animal parts animal genes and and genes from fetuses it permanently modifies your dna it's going to be passed on to your children it genetically modifies the human in other words at a cellular level causing your cells to produce a spike protein that your body's going to recognize as coronavirus and attack it. Now you got autoimmune disease. I don't want no part of it. You know, so it's, it's really controlling our livelihood. You're getting real weak on your volume. Health and well-being, our physiological health and well-being, and Trying to insert something in us uh, that will um, that, that's basically trying to turn us into the robot. Right. That's how I look at it. Well, they want they want uh, they want to take control of your your body, how it. Uh, generates its cells and everything else. They think they're God and they can do a better job than God and they need to genetically modify you to do what they want to do. But the main thing is they want to be able to track you and they want to be able to control you. If if you don't get this, then you don't go to college. If you don't get this, then you don't travel. If you don't get this, then you don't walk into a grocery store. If you don't get this, 
you don't walk into uh, the post office, your bank. Yeah, well, vaccine, you know, uh, oh, uh, Biden announced uh, Sunday vaccine passports. That's what they're pushing. You're going to have to be able to prove that you're vaccinated, get your vaccine passport to do any, any business in the United States, and they're already implementing it in New York with uh, blockchain technology. It's already been rolled out in New York City. In the city. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I yeah. don't see the state going for it yet. I don't see New York State going for it yet. Oh, my gosh. Just maybe maybe New York City will start listening, but I doubt it. Look at Cuomo. He's just a train wreck. They've got to test it and see how much outcry there is. Just like Biden's announcement, he's going to see how many people go in an uproar about it. And if they don't have a big enough outcry about it, they're going to implement it. Marty's back on with us. Good. Hi, Marty. You there? No, I left, and I'm never coming back. No, <laughs> I don't. Oh, don't break up, there. please. I promise I'll change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Stephen just did was save the show because I started wrapping it up as if it was a Sunday evening with a time frame. He's like, I believe you got another half hour. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had trouble there right at the beginning with the audio, and then... Um, all of a sudden, it, the line went dead, and I couldn't get back in on Direct Connect, and it said Skype wasn't working, but I just called in on Skype, so um, it's working. There you are. Yeah. Clearly, they do uh, not like the message of this show that uh, we're bringing no. home tonight. Well, I've had three shows now taken off air like 15 minutes into the show, and uh, boom, gone. And... Uh, uh, or we get a jamming signal, and then the show goes down. And uh, But do believe me, they do listen to this show. Uh, they listen to all of my shows, not that they particularly like me. and I think it's that they actually despise me. But um, we've gained enough attention, Tanya, with all the shows that we are regularly uh, surveilled. And like you say, if they don't like what we're talking about, poof, you're gone. And... Yeah. Um, so the good, the good thing no is that you know we also have the whistleblowers you know um, listening yeah. to our shows thanks to you thanks to Marcel Friedman yep. and, and so you, you know there's that little tug of war going back and forth like yeah you know but clearly this is just a um, it, it really is a, 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 a tug of it's war censorship it's censorship it, it is and, I, uh, I'm mad. Eh. Yeah, it's no different than Facebook taking down um, articles that they claim are misinformation. What they're taking down is relevant information that you need to know, but the government does not want you to know or to consider. It might change your thought process, and you're being very carefully brainwashed and conditioned to believe that we are under some global threat, which we are not. And did you see where the CDC is no longer collecting flu stats, and yeah. we are in the middle of a flu season, spring and fall, and they're not collecting any flu, flu stats because those are all going to be recategorized and relabeled as COVID. And um, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Money. Well, they admit money. that 94 yeah, percent of money. the people they said died of COVID did not die of COVID. Exactly. Right. Exactly, Stephen. 
uh, they died of underlying causes. We had that one nurse who came out and said, if you come in, if you're elderly, over 60, and you come into the emergency room for, let's say you're having a heart attack, they will not treat your heart attack. They immediately start COVID medications. She said, we are prohibited from treating any underlying cause, you know, of illness. And she was crying. She said, if people are being left to die that could be saved, and then they put on the death certificate, it can either say um, of COVID or with COVID. We've got this from Health and Human Services memo number two, uh, telling them how to massage the death certificate so that it read COVID in some form or another. And then that way the hospital gets $12,500 for that diagnosis. And um, it's just... It, they, I, I've, they put I've you on a ventilator, they get thirty-eight thousand. Yes, right. Yes, and we we had all those people. For we had that uh, epi- Yeah, for that epidemiologist called me just screaming. He said they're killing people, Marty. They're murdering them. He said you don't take someone with impacted lungs and pump vast amounts of air into them. He said they're exploding their lungs. He said there's no outward exactly. injury. And he said, and then they say, oh, they died of COVID. But see, it turned out that 94% of the people in New York who were put on those ventilators died. Not of COVID, but of the ventilator. So you saw that thing about the ventilators. is a nurse anesthesiologist. She said, I can't believe yeah. this. As soon as you're on one of those things, the chances are you're going to die. That's why people have DNRs. Yeah. You, you know, please. So, yeah. I mean, listen, is, it, is this all about population control? Yes, of course. Yeah, well, seeing that this so-called vaccine that isn't a vaccine is causing sterility in men and women, yeah. and it's causing sperm counts to drop to where it's untenable. Uh, they're talking about tr- a shrinkage of the testicles behind this thing. Um, but they have been doing this all around the globe using vaccine is a cover well, we need to spread, um, that, to spread that word out because that might stop some of these people from wanting the vaccine yeah the testicles of the tentacles but you yeah. know what it no, really gets me and, and Stephen maybe you can speak to this is the failure of the religious community and I don't care what brand of it it is to come out and object to what's going on here. Um, I've noticed the silence in, in the guardianship. That say, I've gone to I don't know how many different kinds of churches and said, look, we've got somebody that's been captured in one of these terrible guardianships. They're a member of your church, have been for decades. We need your church to step in and support them. Oh, we can't do that. That's political. We'd lose our tax-exempt status almost without exception. That's what I heard. The death penalty... It should not, in a religious community, should not be acceptable. That is a violation of life, and yet they sit silent. Um, There are so many things. Now, they'll come out with something like about transgendered people. Oh, they find that. But wait a minute. What about these other people over here? That trans is definitely a politicized issue. You'll speak out about that, but you will not speak out against what they're doing doing to people you will not speak out against the death penalty you will not speak out about this vaccine that isn't a vaccine that 
makes you part machine, you won't speak out because you'll lose your... T- I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I'm not a religionist. That doesn't mean I don't believe in God. I do. But my faith is in God, not in men and religion. Yeah. And um, so, you know, there's things that just just get in true, my mind mean- and I... Yeah. Don't go ahead. No, I mean that. That's good because that means you're not, you know, you're not um, worshiping a false false god because people are not God. Policy is not God. Politics are not God. Exactly. Exactly. We've got. People like Franklin Graham pushing this vaccine and telling everybody Jesus would get vaccinated. Well, that's a bunch of yes. wars. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. And uh, and that you're absolutely right, Stephen. Uh, and this guy, he's of course I never had much um, use for him anyway, or his father. But um, I, I I just this you know I keep waiting for these religionists to step up and they are a force to be reckoned with when they want to be but they pick yeah. and choose they pick and choose and well, that's not right either been, you... uh, been bought out by the yes. political system by the government officials mm-hmm. oh sure and you know and that's very true and um the first time we saw this openly was during Bush doofus number two, Bush number two. Uh, that man couldn't put two words together and come up with his own name. But anyway, um, his courting of the evangelicals. And um, they got to come to the White House and everything. Of course, everybody threw in then and, you know, oh, he was just the cat's meow. The man was dangerously illiterate. And, um, but, you know, this, and they do this, it used to be the Catholic Church. Um, but since they fell out of favor over the pedophilia, um, then it went to the evangel. We call them ev- evangelicals, and um, I have never met a more judgmental group of people in my life. Um, I had a woman step up to me at a meeting, and she said, "I want to talk to you, and I want you to know I'm an evangelical." I said, "Stop right there. You've already told me why it would be unfair for me to engage you in a conversation." You're obviously coming to the war unarmed, just like we did with Iraq. And I said, I can't do this. It would be grossly unfair to you. And uh, But I've never, like I say, I've never seen a sect, a section of the population as judgmental, cold-hearted, callous, and cruel as these people seem to be. And, you know, you're not supposed to judge anyone. And I'm not judging I'm reciting an observation. This is nothing I would want to be or nothing I would want to be associated with. And um, you would think they, of all people, you know, they're the only true believers in God, would be screaming but bloody you know, murder about this. I don't want to be associated it. with God. I don't want to be associated with yes. a sector. Exactly. That, 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 that actually um, that says if you're not part of us, then you're going to hell. And that's where it becomes yeah. political, and and yeah. it hurts many many people, and and and, and so that's why the that's yeah. why you, you know 
people well, need to wake up. you when I tell people that, that I'm not a religionist. I don't go to church. I don't talk to God every day. Um, yeah. And the people say, oh, you don't believe in God. Oh, I believe in God. I just don't believe in you. And, right. Uh, you, because you're not God. And you're tra- don't you dare right. Tra- right, right, right. Exactly. But I, my granddaughter, one time we were talking about this, and uh, her grandfather got into one of these churches. He had a lot of reason to uh, get himself forgiven, believe me. But anyway... Um, he said something about, you know, they were going to go to hell because they didn't. I said, no, that's not true. Your faith is in your heart. If you believe or you don't. And I said, and if you believe in God, you talk to God whenever you want to. And you should regularly. And she says, and I know when you talk to God. And I said, what? She said, when you're working in your flower gardens, that's when you talk to God because I heard you. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. you should be eavesdropping. <laughs> But that was, you know, but you find a quiet time and, you, you know, you you stay to yourself. There isn't supposed to be all this screaming and hollering in church, um, you know, this hallelujah, praise the Lord. That, you're not supposed to make a spectacle of yourself. And the other thing is, neither are you supposed to turn it into a death dirge like you see in the Catholic Church. Um, in this parade of men in costumes wearing women's jewelry, you know, uh, singing in Latin. I, I'm sorry, that's not... God is in your heart. He's in your heart. You just have to open the door and let him in. And uh, so I just don't know, but I say the silence from this sector on virtually everything that's of any importance really, really is beginning to bother me. The biggest majority of them's either been brainwashed into believing all this stuff or they've been uh, infiltrated and paid off to uh, push the agenda. Yes. And, yes, and you got to think, Stephen. too, this, uh, you know, these the same people that that believe the Earth's overpopulated and we've got to reduce the Earth's population, they're the people that's telling you they're going to save your life with a vaccine. Now, yeah. do you believe yeah. that? <laughs> Bill Gates no. is a no, whole family, long-term, all of his relatives, his dad, his grandfather, all of them is eugenicists, but they didn't have no way yes. to reduce Earth's population. But guess what? Oh, Billy Boy does. Yeah, and he doesn't vaccinate his own children, and he isn't vaccinated no. by his own admission himself. And I uh, figured that. And I, yeah, uh, that's like that Senator Pan out there in California who pushed for mandatory vaccination for school children. They have to all be fully vaccinated or they can't go to school. Good, because you're not going to learn anything worthwhile there anyway. But his own children are not vaccinated. I'd like to know why not. You put your kids up there first. The real Yes, exactly. Uh, they don't want any autistic children or children with Asperger's or seizures or blindness. or They don't want any of that. And they're too special. Exactly. But... Exactly. And see, and what comes from it, you know, they like to call people like us conspiracy theorists. A theory implies you made an assumption for which you have no evidence. You just think it. But the truth of the matter is, we just lost Stephen. The truth of the matter is, um, we're conspiracy analysts. And we have the wow. evidence. Why haven't you wow. looked at it? And uh, so there's a difference in it. Just because you call somebody a conspiracy theorist does not mean a conspiracy does not exist. And we have seen too many times through history where we have been lied to 
by our government and those of us who said, wait a minute, something's wrong here, were called conspiracy theorists only to find out later we were correct. And I always use the Gulf of Tonkin incident. It for conspiracy theorists. Yeah, it was, right, you know, exactly. Listen, people say there's two sides to every story. You know, okay, mm-hmm. let's hear both sides. Guess what? Yes. There's one truth. Yeah. There you go. But I always use, Sonia, the Gulf of Tonkin incident that preceded the Vietnam War. First off, we find out all these many years later, it never happened. This is under the Johnson administration, and they were claiming that one of our ships got attacked by Egypt. And the plan was Johnson was going to go into Egypt, nuke it, and take over Mideastern oil that way. And But the truth came out that Egypt hadn't done anything. So they turned around and said, oh, like wait a minute, it was Marty. Vietnam. Yeah. Yep, Mm -hmm. it was Vietnam. Now, Vietnam to this day is such a dirt-poor country. They were lucky if they had a John boat, much less a a jet or a plane or, you know, another ship to attack one of our ships. I mean, these, I'm sorry. What we did and continue to do to these people is unspeakable. The Agent Orange. There's so much money to be made off of a war. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. And then there's so many lives that are taken, and we consider that collateral damage. Uh, They they got in the way, and it's their own fault. They should have got out of the way of our bombs. I don't see it that way. But you got about four minutes, Tanya. So why don't you wrap it up, girlfriend? Okay. All right. So so we are – okay, I want to wish everybody – uh, even though uh, you know the, uh, the 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 government does not stop working either for us or against us, depending on what they're, what they're doing that very moment, uh, according to the agenda, um, you know, we are still going to take off uh, this coming Sunday, uh, Easter, and I'd like to wish everybody a um, a peaceful time. It's a very hard find time for many that are, um, you know, have their loved ones incarcerated and are uh, knowing that they are exposed to abuse, inhumanity, and incivility. Um, some are wrongfully incarcerated. Uh, some are facing death row and are not being afforded due process. Uh, we need to make legislation due process okay legislation what's happening what is being proposed what is in you know in our books there's nothing there's nothing at all that can overcome the protections of our constitution here in this country that is good but we're losing ground folks we're losing ground we need we need to firm up. We need to speak up. We need to keep our freedoms. We need to be able to either celebrate Easter or not. Hey, that's up you. That's up to you. It really is. Just like you getting um, a shot in your arm, that should be up to you. Okay? This is about you, your freedoms. This is about protecting ourselves against 
the public against the government misuse, the abuse, where it exists, and, and becoming allies with those that are in office that actually are in office for the purpose of what we are here for, what why you're listening, why we're advocating, why we are alternative media. Listen, we've been, you know, a couple of us have been pushed offline tonight, Marty once, Stephen now, me, you, you know, this trying to suppress the market, the promotion of the show tonight. More reason for you to pay attention, more reason for you to pay attention to ppjg.me, more reason for you to listen to 89.9 KLRB FM, Lighthouse Christian Radio, okay, if you're in that area, more reason for you to make sure that you are um, paying attention to the posts and journeys to justice and justice in Oklahoma exposed. We are off Sunday once again. We will be back on Tuesday, and we're going to continue enjoying these conversations that are bittersweet enjoyment, but we're doing our work to try to help you help ourselves, and uh, we the people um, need to be uh, the leaders of the country because, after all, people work for us here in that government, okay? Let's remind them of that. I want to God bless everybody. God bless everybody in any way you want to be God blessed. Reach out to me. Um, please pay attention to my links, the email methods of uh, reaching out to me. I'm Tanya Hathaway, your host, Tanya Talks. Where your voice is heard and your story is told. It's so good to be back. God bless and good night.